Welcome to Heart to Heart with Michael, featuring your host, Michael Lieben. Our program is designed to empower the bereaved community with information and stories from those who have suffered the most terrible loss. Michael himself, a bereaved father, will be meeting with people from around the world to share and to draw hope from their experiences. And now, here is Michael Lieben. Welcome to our Season 1 bonus episode of Heart to Heart with Michael, a program for the bereaved. Our purpose is to empower bereaved members of our community with resources, support, and advocacy information. Today's show is Grieving During the Holidays, Tips for Survivors. And here with us today is Pastor James Driscoll. Pastor Driscoll has a vast amount of experience in caring for those going through loss in hazardous situations. He has served in the U.S. Coast Guard Reserve for 29 years with over 2,000 hours of operational time on Coast Guard boats. He was involved in a variety of situations to comfort the dying, injured, and survivors. As a police chaplain, he has been called on scene to comfort victims, families of suicide, homicide, and drug overdose victims. He earned a unit of clinical pastoral education as a chaplain in a very large senior housing and medical center. Pastor Driscoll has earned his undergraduate degree at Lesley University in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and his Master's of Divinity from Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. He is currently the pastor of First St. John's Lutheran Church in York, Pennsylvania, where he established a grief share group to serve those who have lost loved ones. Welcome, Pastor Driscoll. Shalom. How are you, Michael? Shalom, shalom to you, sir. We're doing very well, thank you. It's a great to talk to you, brother. This is the holiday season, usually a time when most people celebrate and find joy. But for some of us who are bereaved, it's difficult to experience joy, especially when we see everyone around us in such a joyful mood. I understand that in First St. John's, you have a program to deal with stress during the holidays. So can you tell us a little bit about that and what you teach in your church? Sure, just- absolutely. And uh, I just want to also uh, make sure I... Uh, give credit to uh, Tammy Bosley. Uh, Tammy's been the one that's uh, picked this program up and, 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 and really driven it. And uh, she, she's a lay person, but uh, the one thing that, about Grief Share is that it really is very lay driven. Uh, so, you know, when you have lay people picking it up and, and running with it, it really does uh, help a lot of people that are involved. Why is that better that it's lay people and that it doesn't come from, from, from you? A time and a place, I guess, is the best way to describe it. You know what I'm saying? Because there are going to be times where, yeah, you want a professional. You want somebody who can kind of give you a little more space. And there are other times when you really want kind of somebody who's more like me mm-hmm. type of, you know what I'm saying? And is somebody who you can maybe feel a little more comfortable crying on their shoulder or that kind of thing. It's more women driven because... Obviously, statistically, women, you know, tend to outlive husbands and that kind of thing. And so when we have, you know, there's me and I'm there to help people. And uh, we've had some other uh, ladies kind of come in and out of the group. But Tammy's been the constant there all along. And so it just seems to be something that uh, especially older women who've lost spouses, um can relate a lot better to uh, to women. It doesn't mean that uh, guys are excluded or you know any of that sort of thing, um, but it, that's just been our particular experience. So to kind of go back to your uh, original question in terms of why in particular during the holidays, I, grief share is important all, all the time. And being mm-hmm. a part of a group is, is being uh, very important a lot of the time. 
we do a couple other different kinds of groups there. And, and the one constant that you see with uh, a, a lot of uh, these support groups as it is, and, and certainly you can imagine it in terms of substance abuse and that kind of thing. What do people do when they kind of get really absorbed in something? They pull back, right? They kind of isolate themselves. They take themselves away. Certainly uh, kind of the genius in terms of groups like AA and NA is, no, you got to be a part of this group. You got to be accountable. You have to be here. You have to, you know, be upfront and frank. Well, grieving groups, it that's not the necess- that's not the need. You, you, we're not mm-hmm. trying to get you into a group and say, tell everybody why you're grieving. But it is in terms of you got to be with other people. You have mm-hmm. to be there because uh, we do an unemployment group. And uh, mm-hmm. again, sort of the same kind of obviously when you're people lose jobs, that's a form of grieving. And mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times what happens to people, they kind of get in, into their head. I'm the only one. I'm here. I've got to deal with it all by myself. I've got to confront it. I've got to that kind of thing. And the holidays are unique in in, in the grieving process. It's 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 mm-hmm. a it's a difficult time. Every time I do a funeral, um, I always tell the people involved, look, things emotions are going to crop up. Things are going to happen. People, stuff is going to all of a sudden pop up in your brain. And mm-hmm. it's especially true in terms of the holidays because you've got folks who've been married 40, 50 years. What's right. been the constant for 40 or 50 years? Wow. You know, you get to December 25th, right? Right. And, you know, you're, you, you, know, you expect to see uh, your husband there or your brother or and one thing that uh, does seem to happen in terms of holidays, it's kind of more extreme, but a lot of times people just say, well, you know, so-and-so is not going to be there to open presents and they're not going to be there for dinner. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't go. Maybe. We, and at some point you do see families, groups kind of, you know, kind of just fading away because, mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of people I just don't want to deal with. I just don't want to. And that's really the worst possible outcome, obviously, right? Well, we talked about that a lot during this last year. And we talked about sharing grief. And we said that grief shared is grief lessened or grief lightened. And I think that's absolutely true. And I think also that the holidays have a way of amplifying it. It's not necessarily the holiday because... You know, it could be a holiday that you're used to seeing the family with. It could be Thanksgiving. It could be, you know, Christmas or, or any yeah. holiday. Yeah. But but even just a personal holiday, like a birthday. Yep, exactly. I think all, all through the year. Yeah. Absolutely, sure. Yeah. Now, I'm assuming also from the way you're describing, you tend to deal more with adults. Um, many of our listeners are bereaved parents, but I don't really think that there's a, a great difference here. I think that, that the grief will strike you when it strikes you. In, oh, yeah. In similar ways. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, but it, it's like you said, the, the holidays tend to amplify that because, yeah, you know, other times of the years, yeah, they're constants, but there's not really that constant thread. Whereas Christmas, what do you do on Christmas? You get up Christmas morning, everybody gathers around the tree, everybody gives out presents, mm-hmm. and everybody 
sits afterwards and shares and everybody has dinner together so i you know that is that one time of the year where yeah you're gonna you're gonna relive that every year and after so many decades you kind of have it scripted in your head so in about a minute what are some of the things that go on in that group what do what do you tell people how do We've well, just laid out a myriad of things that can go wrong. Give me something that, that, it, that will help. In them. one minute. Sure. Okay. Well, I think the big thing that you always want to make sure people uh, are aware of is, yeah, emotions are going to pop up. And mm-hmm. you, you, you really have to kind of allow that. It, 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 trying to suppress the emotions in that kind of circumstances is only going to aggravate the problem. It's not going to solve the problem. And that doesn't mean it. it it's only it's going to aggravate to the problem of having a big emotional uh, outburst versus a, you know, hey, I really miss my husband. I really miss uh, my son. I really miss this person, that person. And um, so that's really kind of the, uh, the biggest thing that I do as a pastor, normally dealing with people who are dealing with death and, and certainly in the group, that those are going to be the big aspects. Okay, we're going to have to sneak in a break. But when we come back, we're going to be talking with Pastor Driscoll about how friends can help their bereaved friends during the holidays. Hi, I'm John Montez of NBC's hit acapella show, The Sing-Off. In acapella music, it takes a team to create a sound that many will enjoy, just like it'll take a team to help my good friend Miles Schweitzer, an HLHS survivor. Let's help Miles fulfill his dream and make a big enough sound to bring awareness to congenital heart disease. Please visit him at GoFundMe.com backwards slash The Miles Project. Miles with the Y. Again, that's GoFundMe.com The Miles Project. This is for Miles. You are listening to Heart to Heart with Michael. If you have a question or comment that you would like addressed on our program, please send an email to Michael Lieben at Michael at HeartToHeartWithMichael.com. Now, back to Heart to Heart with Michael. Welcome back, Pastor Driscoll. Before the break, we were discussing your church program, helping bereaved members of your community survive the holidays. Last year on Christmas, there were a lot of terrorist activities, specifically in Europe. In general, it's difficult to be joyful under an atmosphere of terror. Even in America since 9-11, it's been more difficult for people to be joyful. How do you address the feeling people may have of fear and trepidation during the holiday season instead of joy and celebration? Well, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I and and certainly you being in Israel have a much different perspective uh, than than Americans. And and I'm not trying to minimize the issue. Certainly, uh, you know, being from Boston with the uh, with the marathon uh, bombing, um, I had friends who were. Uh, I have one friend who was at the Pentagon when uh, when that when it was bombed. Uh, I have friends who were New York City police officers and firefighters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that worked in it. So, I mean, you know, believe me, I get it. I, I, but by the same token, I don't think that there's that level in the United States. Let me put it this way. I've never had to deal with that particularly. If you're talking about like New Year's Eve and Times Square, yeah, that would be a concern. Uh, and it certainly is. And, and New Yorkers, the city in New York certainly responded to, uh, to that. Um, they, they certainly had stepped up when, uh, uh, they had the New York Marathon a uh, month ago, uh, especially considering that there had been a terrorist attack uh, uh, around Central Park just a couple of weeks before the marathon. I guess the takeaway is that uh, the United States is 
in in a way I would get, say blissfully lagging behind Europe and other parts of the world, where it hasn't yet become an issue. Right. Uh, that that's well, strong it, enough to an issue. take it's down the holidays. Right. Yeah, but it doesn't take down the holidays in the, in no, the way that. No, I, I don't think that it really does. No, because it, the the holidays in the United States, you know, except for things like maybe, you know, Times Square, the Macy's Day Parade, and you know, maybe those kind of things. But for the most part, it's not. It, the holidays are much more family oriented, and so it's going to be large family gatherings certainly but not uh gatherings the whole point of terror is to do something on a large scale to make people disrupt what they're doing and uh you know in, in that respect it's not really there's not going to be an opportunity to, to, to do that and then you know it's it, it's certainly an issue with americans of just being more aware not living in fear because uh, it's kind of caving in and and losing the battle um but uh it, it is you know it is an issue because even it doesn't have to be terror related to, to, to be aware of uh something that's going on around you that that needs to be addressed so just a healthy thing as a, as a good lifestyle is to be aware and and uh exercise discretion <laughs> No, I think uh, what you're saying is that you're you are very very lucky and and in in a very real sense blessed to be where you are and and not in but other by places. By the same token, don't count on that being a forever thing either. You know, not at all, not at all. Yeah. But to end a little bit on a happier note, as this is a holiday special, um, I'm I understand that um, the awareness in America is there, but the need is perhaps a little bit less, and that's a very blessed thing for the holidays and in general. Yeah. So I, that's yeah, that's. True. And oh, as yeah. it turns out, as it turns out, we're going to have to sneak in another break. So I want to thank you very much for sharing your experiences and your advice with us. And when we come back, we're going to talk with you more about dealing with a crisis of faith during the holidays. Forever by the Baby Blue Sound Collective. I think what I love so much about this CD is that some of the songs were inspired by the patients. Many listeners will understand many of the different songs and what they've been inspired by. Our new album will be available on iTunes, Amazon.com, Spotify. I love the fact that the proceeds from this CD are actually going to help those with congenital heart defects. Enjoy the music. Home Tonight Forever. Heart to Heart with Michael is a presentation of Hearts Unite the Globe and is part of the Hug Podcast Network. Hearts Unite the Globe is a nonprofit organization devoted to providing resources to the congenital heart defect community to uplift, empower, and enrich the lives of our community members. If you would like access to free resources pertaining to the CHD community, please visit our website at www.congenitalheartdefects.com for information about CHD, the hospitals that treat children with CHD, summer camps for CHD survivors, and much, much more. Did you know that most men suffer from beard itch, ingrown hairs, and a dry face all because they're not using the right shaving tools? 
At woodraiser.com, we sell handmade heirloom quality badger hairbrushes that exfoliate the skin, open the pores, and stimulate hair follicles, which gives the gentleman a closer, more comfortable shave and a clean face. Visit our website, woodraiser.com, where you can learn more about men's skincare and check out our professional shaving tools. A perfect gift for your man, built to last for generations. That's W-O-O-D-R-A-Z-O-R.com. You are listening to Heart to Heart with Michael. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on Michael's program, please email him at michael at hearttoheartwithmichael.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back, listeners, to Heart to Heart with Michael, a program for the bereaved. We're here with Pastor Driscoll, who is sharing his experience and advice with us about how to handle the holidays when bereaved. Pastor Jim, uh, we talked about dealing with joy during difficult times. Now let's talk about how you help people who are dealing with a crisis of faith during the holidays. What do you say to them, and what can you do to help them? Sure. Well, and you know, I I, I did want to point out, especially you know, in your situation with, with your daughter um, Liel, um, you know, it, it it's just so heartening to see people taking those kind of personal tragedies and and doing something so positive with them and 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 proactive and and certainly what you're doing here to to honor her memory in in that way and so you know you hope that people look to god because god's always god's going to test our faith constantly that's just the you know and, and it's not to be mean it's not to be to, to torture us the test of faith, the key word is test, right? Why do you take a math test in high school so that you can show that you've learned more and, and it's to make mm-hmm. you grow and, and to make you progress. And certainly when God tests us, uh, you know, in our life, it may not seem fair. It may not seem the right time or the right place or the right color or, you know, uh, but on the other hand, God's infinitely more brilliant than I'll ever be in a, you know, ever and ever and ever. And he's going to do things in my life that I may not like, I may not want, but on the other hand, they're necessary because he's not, he hasn't left us to be where we are in some sort of static la-la land. It's just not what this world is for. It's a world of sin and death. And I think when you have Christians who are properly taught and, and properly understand uh, the faith that when they come to these kind of things, yeah, the, the faith's going to be tested. But you know, certainly uh, uh, Paul addressed the issue in terms of, well, we don't mourn like the pagans, you know, or that's the way he put it, his words, not mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, but, you know, with, we don't with... mourn like other people. We mourn because, yeah, we miss the person. You know, we wish the person were at their proper spot when we sat around and exchanged gifts, but they're not there. And we mourn that, but we don't mourn in terms of the fact, well, that's it. That's the end of it. He's, it's not, it's not going to come back. And so when, when people start to question their faith as Christians, mm-hmm. we should be questioning our faith. We should be making it a constant task we should be advancing if anybody is in christianity thinks it's a continual party and blessing and, and la la land that's just not realistic that's not how the saints live that's certainly not how jesus um 
lived in terms of, especially in, in terms of uh, the passion, the, the beating and the, the crucifixion. Um, that's not how we're, how we're uh, supposed to, to live in this world. But we have the promise of the resurrection. Mm-hmm. We have the promise that in the rex- resurrection, we are going to live in that world that God intended us to live in, that he originally made until and we messed it up because, well, we, we had a Burger King attitude, right? We went it our way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, would you say then that when you're comforting somebody who's mourning, they're, they're mourning um, more for themselves, that the, a sense of loss that they feel, but that the person they're missing, and it's valid to miss that person, that, that person is sort of taken care of in, in some yeah. way. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's, you know, no question in, in terms... Look, I, I I get it. We're we're gonna feel bad. We're we're being deprived mm-hmm. of, of a relationship that, um, you know, and especially when it's in terms of young people and and people that, in our opinion, they shouldn't die. <laughs> you know, that shouldn't happen to the person in, in that age or you know in that situation. But people do, and so we have to look at it in terms of. We know where we're going to be. We know how it's going to be with that person uh, in, mm-hmm. in the next life. So, yeah, again, Paul kind of addressed it in terms of, okay, we're going to grieve because we miss that person. And we certainly are, are sad that that person had to go through what they had to go through uh, when, you know, when death occurred. But by the same token, as Christians, we're not called to dwell on that we're not called to let that stop us we're not called to uh lose our faith in in that respect we are called to trust god and what he's going to do and and as i said before uh, take it in ways that are going to honor that person and and certainly what you've done here in terms of of this program of saying look everybody and this is certainly one of the major points of grief share it's going to happen there's not, there's no way around it, and I, and yet it's always unexpected when it does happen. I mean, well, yeah, sometimes, most of the time, it it is unexpected. It really is. Um, I, you know, certainly there are people that have the benefit of I know this person's dying. I know that that the end is is going to be very soon, and and it doesn't and help. Yeah, it doesn't help. I mean, you know what? My father was sick for a very very long time, and right. we knew it was. But we didn't know tomorrow, the next day, or or even a year from now. He was deep into his Alzheimer's, but largely in physically good condition. Right. And so when one morning we got the call at 4 o'clock in the morning that he was gone, uh, it was a shock. Um, yeah. Even though it wasn't totally unexpected and completely out of the blue, it was a shock. Right. And we, we've talked about this in other circumstances. I remember uh, recently my friend's mother passed away, and she was struck that Many people would ask you, well, how old was your mom? As if to say, right, if she had right. lived a long life, that was okay. Right. But, yeah. but, and I've said this before, your mother is still your mother. And if she lives to be right. a thousand, right. it'll still hurt. It's too, er- it's too early, right. It's yeah. too early and it'll still hurt. Yep. And that's the sort of thing that um, when it happens to people, they look up and they say, why me? You know, and it, why? And, it, and your friend looking on, could say, well, this is totally expected. What do you want about? Yeah, so yeah. how do you reconcile that? You know, what do you say to your friend who's trying to be nice, 
but just doesn't get it that you're hurting in a way that he can't understand. How do you, what do you, what do you tell that person who's hurting? Well, I, I assure you, Michael, that if I had the magic wand in terms of that, I would write the book. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, it, 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 the thing that I really emphasize with people and, and, and I really honestly have to remind myself, you know what? They're just, are not going to be ways and times a lot of times that you're saying anything is really going to praying with that person is certainly mm-hmm. going to be um i i i submit more efficacious uh mm-hmm. more positive and uplifting um and but just being an ear and I, one thing that I emphasize, uh, you know, with lay people a lot, because, you know, obviously I get the question a lot, is in terms of that ministry of presence. And I'll tell you, to be honest, even in the training that I've had in counseling and seminary and that kind of thing, that's what they emphasize. You're there. Oh, you know what? Now you're crossing over into my lane, no pun intended. Um <laughs> Because one of the things that we do in the Jewish community, of course, is when when we mourn, there's those that seven-day period where you right. sit at home and do nothing, and your friends come and comfort you. And sometimes the best way to comfort people is just to say nothing. Put and an arm around about, them. We've talked about this on this I program love you. before. I'm here for you. We've talked about it on this program before. When, when Job was mourning, his friends were really helpful until they opened their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And not only that, but what happened uh, with his friends? God gave him, gave him a good spanking afterwards. What are you well, guys doing, you know? How dare you say that sort of thing? You must, this must be yours. This is your right, problem. Yeah, what have yeah, you done? Yeah. Why are you presuming to, to, to do the, the, to say the things that you're saying? You know, that's not the, that's not for you to say. That's not your call. And, and on uh, behalf of, on behalf of all those mourners, I can say, we do that to ourselves. We already beat ourselves up a thousand ways from Sunday. You don't have to come and help with that. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, just because I'm going through this uh, horrible period does not mean I've, you know, been a horrible sinner. That's right. just not the Absolutely. case. There's plenty of people who go through suffering that you look at it, uh, you know, and, and you just really cannot for the life of you think, well, why on earth is that person having to endure this? And and that's certainly going to be one of the big mysteries of life that in the resurrection, we're going to look back and wonder, it's going to be obvious at that point. And we're going to, oh, okay, and wow, isn't a God a great God and giving glory to God and all that, that he does. And even in the times that we think are just so inhuman and, and just so un, un, uh, un you know, unfair and why absolutely absolutely and, and all of a sudden yeah in that perfect world and that eternal resurrection we're going to look at it and go okay i got it i got it but you have to know to look forward to the point that you will get it one day even exactly if you, you do and then you know i think that that's one thing that the christian church has really fallen down on is is the resurrection and and uh I have a whole sermon on that, but suffice to say, uh, then come back was, and do it again. There, you but know, I have to say, you know, come back. Uh, but I but, have to say, we're 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 pretty much running out of time. Sure. And so I'll, I'll you know, and I'm going to end with a Woody Allen quote. 
there's a scene in Love and Death where it's the Russian Revolution and the battle is hard and raging and going really bad. And somebody says, God is truly testing us. And Woody Allen says, well, next time I hope he gives us an oral. <laughs> anyway, that concludes this bonus episode of Heart to Heart with Michael. Again, I want to thank Pastor Driscoll for sharing with us and hope his advice has brought some assistance to those who are listening. Please join me next year in 2018 when we'll start season two. Season two will be devoted to a celebration of life where we talk about how loved ones who have gone have changed our lives and have helped make us who we are. So I'd like to wish everyone a happy holiday season, no matter what holiday you're celebrating. And there are many, 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 many. So remember, it is okay to be joyful. Amen. Absolutely. Thank you again for joining us. We hope you have gained strength from listening to our program. Heart to Heart with Michael can be heard every Thursday at noon Eastern Time. We'll talk again next time when we'll share more stories. If you would like to continue today's discussion, please join us right after the program in the Hug Podcast chat room on Pal Talk. 